Welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast, helping you propel your writing business to a whole new level. And now, here's your host, Ed Gandia. Hey there, welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast. I am your host, Ed Gandia, and this is the podcast for business writers and copywriters who want to earn more and less time doing work they love for better clients. You can find detailed show notes for this episode at b2blauncher.com forward slash episode 194. Those notes always include a summary of our discussion as well as any links we mention during the show. This episode is a little different and a little shorter than usual. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you already know that most of my episodes run about 30 to 45 minutes. Many are interviews with practitioners who are doing really cool things. Others are monologues where I personally share an idea or a tip or strategy to help you improve your writing business. But in this episode, I'm going to be addressing a question that I answered for a coaching client of mine. And it's basically a follow-up question that she had after an article that I have published a few months ago regarding how to deal with requests for meetings, specifically from prospects. So you meet a prospect or a prospect reaches out to you and they want to know if you can meet them to brainstorm some ideas, discuss what they've got going on or what have you. And this is a obviously a situation that happens if the prospect is local, but many times local means driving an hour or two. And even if we're talking about a prospect who's located uh, fairly close to you, we're talking, you know, getting ready, preparing for the meeting, driving somewhere, spending time over there, driving back, we're talking about an investment of time. And in the article, which by the way, I linked to in the show notes, the original article, I talked about how to handle these requests with grace and how to make sure that if you're going to say yes, that it's going to be worthwhile. So let me read you what my client had asked me and as a follow-up to that material. She said, right after reading your article about what to do when a prospect wants to meet in person, I got this email in response to a warm email and follow-up. And I quote here, Thanks for reaching out again. I think it would be worthwhile to have you come into our office and meet with a small group of people in marketing and corporate communications. We'll be interested in learning about your past and current work. Scheduling is a bit challenging right now. Let me give you a couple of options. And the email went on. So my client explained, look, I'd love to use your script, Ed, for asking for a preliminary call first before we meet in person. But in this case, she said that she'd feel kind of silly doing that because she first of all, she was the one who reached out to the prospect and she reached out twice. So it would seem like she didn't really pre-qualify them. She also explained that this is a company with 45,000 employees. It's a big company. It's right in her wheelhouse and it's somebody she'd love to work with, everything else being equal if everything else checked out. Finally, she said, it does seem, however, that they don't have a project in mind, but they just want to get to know me or her in her case for future work. So What we have here is a situation where this writer already knows that the prospect is well-qualified, but the concern is that they seem to be asking for a lot, right? A meeting with a lot of people, and they want to talk about what they've got going on. They want to talk about more about her, and she just wants to make sure that she can get the most out of that time investment. That's different from what I had discussed in the article, which is about what to do when you have very little or no information about the prospect, and yet they're asking for a meeting to pick your brain. So they're not yet qualified. They might very well be qualified, but they're asking for a lot without you knowing anything about them up until that point. So what should you do when you are very certain that you're dealing with a great prospect, but they're asking for a meeting? Here's what I advised her. I said, look, 
When a prospect asks you for something and you agree, you still need to ask for something in return. That's really, really important. The most important thing in these situations is to think more critically about each request rather than automatically saying yes to all of them. I mean, if you do one thing, that's really the crux of it. It's not about using a script. It's really more about, all right, let me think about this and make sure that I use some really good criteria to make the right decision. And also, the other important thing is that if you agree to something, you should ask for something in return. So rather than, sure, I'll meet when, think about it first and then decide. So again, it's not a hard and fast rule or script. It's really about thinking through each situation individually. Now, in this example, my client listed a number of key reasons why it makes sense for her to agree to the meeting. So I think she made the right call. However, I would really maximize the value and just to make sure that she gets the most out of this, I would make this a yes and situation instead of a yes when situation. So yes and, just to explain what that means, is about agreeing to it, agreeing to their request, but then asking for something in return. So yes and let's do this too, okay? And I like yes and better than yes, but because yes, but means, yeah, but you got to comply this. Yes, and means yes, and let's make sure to do this. So I'll give you an example. This doesn't need to be the exact script, but one suggestion would be to respond with yes, I would love the opportunity. How can we make this meeting as productive as possible? You mentioned that you'd want me to cover X. That sounds great. Can we also cover what possible content marketing needs you might have now or in the near future? I would like to learn more about what you're up to and if or where I might be able to make a meaningful contribution to your organization. You see the difference? That's the yes and approach. Yes, and can we also do this, please? That's much better than an implied, sure, what other hoops can I jump through, please, right? Which is the way that many of us tend to approach it naturally because, again, we tend to be, we're in the service business and we serve and we want to please. Now, I'm not saying that's what my client was doing. I'm only noting that it's what most writers would do in this situation. And I can easily fall into that too if I don't think about it before responding. So you want it to be a give and take. You know, they asked for a meeting to talk about X. Great. You can absolutely do that. But then ask them, can we also talk about Y? And again, to make the distinction, this really only applies once you have a qualified prospect. If you don't know anything about them, make sure to check out the article that I posted. It's in the show notes where you can check out how to react and how to respond to situations where you don't know much or anything about them. By doing the yes and approach, you get so many benefits. You make sure you get the most out of the meeting, the most out of your time investment, and it elevates your positioning and sets the stage for getting the information you want during that meeting. This has been Ed Gandia. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Take care. The High Income Business Writing Podcast is a production of B2B Business Launcher. Learn more at b2blauncher.com.